Hello and thank you for joining me, Daniel Russell, here on the Lockdown Extravaganza Show. We have a lot in store on today's show. We will have an exclusive review of the gripping thriller that is Snowpiercer, a feature of the hilarious comedy show that is Course Wars. Also, on the show, we will have a few interviews with those who have been working hard and earning some cash as Deliveroo and Just Eat couriers over the lockdown period. First up on the show, we will be hearing from Sean, who has been working for Just Eat over lockdown and he will be speaking to Martin Walker. Martin first asked how long Sean had been working for Just Eat. Uh, well, Just Eat, I started around like um, July 2020, uh, just because like um, it was, I was like uh, off, of, uh, because like um, I, my a course I was doing um, and kind of went kaput around the time, obviously with the pandemic and whatnot, and the early beginnings are just everything kind of went to um you know it just went uh, downhill um so obviously like um i need to need to, uh, some some work to get some money to pay for the pay the, to pay the bills and all that so i looked around the sort of different options and i you know, started with just eat in july because you know there was a um, pretty so you're saying off. that obviously it was because of the pandemic that hit last year but what made you choose just eat over say your i've got to drop some names here your deliveroos or your uber eats and i think that's the major ones yeah but that's a good question because there's like two i have two answers to this because one um just eat has like a lot of different local restaurants um like that they can deliver to like a lot of different locations so say like there's a um a chip shop nearby and someone from a a gilmerton or gilmerton orders it and it's kind of like near my near my area so i could just hop on my bike go down to uh the chip shop nearby and just ride my bike in there plus um i'm also in control of my schedule like a lot of just e drivers uh, depending on like your car and bikes and whatnot are pretty much in control of their own schedule so that's kind of appealing because i'm thinking of like restarting like um you know a college career and whatnot so it's so it's kind of, so it's a good balance to sort of like you know say you say like i start around like in the after summer in the afternoon for lunch orders and whatnot work my way up until um seven eight o'clock when like dinner when like dinner's options are starting to go through and you know and then like and then between and before that and afterwards i got time to myself as a sort of like you know either kick it out or just study and just look for courses you are mentioning that you were a student beforehand what actual course were you on obviously i know that but for the people who are listening. <laughs> All right, um, I did a radio course beforehand, um, which was going very, which was going quite well. We we're in um, the last stages of said course, and the coronavirus pandemic happened, and we weren't able to go into the co- into the college classes. Um, a lot of the work that was a lot more um, physical, and you had to go to different places. That went kaput, so we had to like work on like different like little stuff and whatnot. And yeah, that was quite the blow, <laughs> just because. Obviously, you had like different ideas on what to do afterwards, and then that kind of just went kaput. Um, and then, like um, after, and then like uh, afterwards of the sort of COVID nineteen pandemic, um, it's been pretty weird and kind of bizarre just how things have you know just been going on, eh? Yeah, it's definitely it's been a weird year for a lot of us. Now, so I want to take you back a little bit. Yeah, you've started. You've chosen just eat. What do you actually have to do before starting with the company? Like, what are the checks? What's the waiting period between the checks? Can you start right away? Or is there sort of a time delay between you can start? 
Well, um, I remember when I, uh, when I, I remember when I started, um, you know, applying and whatnot. I had to wait a while just because, like, obviously there's a lot of new people working as Justy drivers at the moment. Um, so I pretty much applied and had to wait for a little bit until, like, say there was a opening. Um, and obviously, they require the if, if you're going for if you're applying for a job, they require the you know the classical CVs and previous experiences and whatnot, um, and also like just safety background, just like backgrounds and requirements. Like you're not reliable to steal anything. You're not going to do this. Not going to do that. If you're able to like um, drive a car or drive a bike and all that stuff, and I did have to wait a while for a plat for, for the application to both go through and then get accepted, just because of how. Many other drivers are out there doing the rounds, so I think it just had to depend on it had to depend on like um, what opening was there. Yeah, basically, I, I get what you're meaning. Uh, now you were saying earlier on that obviously the hours are what you make it, but what are what are your hours? What hours do you make traditionally? Um, well, I like to kind of mix it up, but the main ones I tend to do are either in the afternoon or the evening, um, early evening specifically. Um, like the afternoons are really good because that's when the lunch hours are kind of coming in, and like it's very nice. It's the, like depending on the day, it can be quite lovely. So obviously the bike rides is a pretty is a pretty good way to spend the day delivering a Greg's or something. And with the evenings, it'll kind of flip flop. Like sometimes I'll go for like an early evening, um, like say on a weekday, like a Monday or something, because it's kind of quiet. But then there are days where like a weekend is definitely like great, just because not only do you get paid extra for doing all the different rounds and whatnot. But it's just a sort of like uh, active way to sort of like stay in shape, like just sort of like riding this bike to these different locations um, and just doing all and pick up all these different deliveries and whatnot. Um, so those are sort of the two times I go for. Now this is not on the question sheet I gave you before, but do you find any sort of difference between the days of the week, depending on say Monday's more of a Chinese day for most of Edinburgh, or is it the Tuesday's more a Chinese day, or is it closer to the end of the week? Obviously, you get more people, but is there a difference between? I'll say theme. Is there a difference between the theme of food that you? So you start delivering at that time. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, like you say, is I think of um, a Wednesday, you kind of get like a couple of like Chinese options, just because like you'll probably get some people in the middle of the day that are like, "All right, can we borrow the cook? Let's just order a Chinese or an Indian from down the road." and with a friday and a saturday especially those are like um you kind of get like a buffet <laughs> of different options <laughs> you know chinese indian um or even even a pizza from a chippy and whatever just different kinds of like options just available i mean i think um interestingly now you mentioned different dates there was a while like in the month of um october where every tuesday burritos non-stop burritos I don't know why I couldn't really tell you who exactly was ordering burritos it wasn't like even the same address it was just like different addresses ordering different burritos you know <laughs> so um like you say there are like bizarre themes that do occur and you kind of think about it once they're done you're like yeah that was a weird moment where people just suddenly start ordering pizzas non-stop on a Saturday <laughs> you know that's definitely a weird thing to pick up on especially burritos you imagine that burritos <laughs> would be a very niche topic now uh, back to just eat as a company is there any actual like discounts or benefits you get from working for them 
Well, um, there's the occasional tip, like from a customer, which I know isn't really from the Just D company, but that's definitely a pretty cool benefit, just because, like, depending on the performance of your of the customer you're working with, they'll give you like a tip of your performance is like um, upstanding, and also like you're 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 essentially self-employed, so you don't really get a whole lot of like big benefits. You know what I mean? Uh, I think if you do get one benefit, you get a sort of like performance-based bonus if you do well and sort of keep up with the times and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, you're self-employed, so you don't really get like a whole lot of like major stuff besides the performance-based bonus. But that's just mostly down to how you're able to do the performances more than anything. So thank you for answering my questions. No worries, man. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, thank you. Um, bye bye. Great and insightful interview there by Martin and Sean. It's great to see young people using their initiative during this tough period in order to keep themselves busy. We will also be hearing from another delivery courier, Beth, later on in the show. Next up, we have an exclusive review of the thrilling drama that is Snowpiercer, the television follow-on to the Snowpiercer movie, which has been a major success since being released back in 2020. Martin and Sean will be delving into the post-apocalyptical dystopian thriller and giving their thoughts on the show. Under the recommendation of my roommate, been watching the television series of the Snowpiercer, which is obviously because I've seen the film and I've seen the now I've seen the show, two completely different things, Mm. which is why I like because the show obviously has uh, is recently just finished, so it has twenty odd episodes to tell you a story, tell you about the characters individually and stuff like that, and. The film does it. The film has about two hours. It is Bar. I always mess up his name, and Sean's gonna pronounce it properly for me. It is Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. He has got a hand in the TV show, but he did the movie himself. Mm-hmm. So it's still got the same cosmetics of it. Like it mm-hmm. looks like they're the same train, but obviously the filming procedures are completely different they can get away with more stuff the trains themselves are different and so are the characters mm-hmm. but it's got in the lead role david diggs who is great in everything we stand him we stand david diggs it's got a handful more people like jennifer connelly if we're talking about people who just are great you've obviously got uh i completely blanking on his name Stephen Ogg who oh yeah he's in there isn't he who's in everything from Grand Theft Auto as a main mm. character to what's the Better Call Saul as another main character yeah he, he's also, he also appeared in The Walking Dead uh, he also appeared in Westworld and he's also appeared in the movie that I saw at the end of a film festival one time called Solace um, which is a very underrated little space movie yeah he's great he's, he's one of the people that has been given work because he was good because he was great in a cartoon well not a cartoon animation <laughs> yeah i i remember the cartoon network show that's my favorite cartoon yay <laughs> but this movie is where the movie yeah the movie is set around about 20 years after the world froze because in this mm-hmm. we have it where there is global warming all the governments of the world shoot up something called i think it's cw7 or something like that to try and cool the world because we're screwing it up yeah and where the film is 20 years later the mo- the tv show is only actually seven years later 
So it kind of functions as like a prequel almost. In a way. Hmm. In the fact that they sort of, they still remember the old world, but they also are enjoying the new world. The way that the show actually starts, and it's not a spoiler because it's the first 10 minutes of the thing, is that the train is called Snowpiercer. It is created by a guy called Mr. Welfare to ticket it out to his rich mates, basically. Mm-hmm. And they get on and all that stuff. But as it is probably going to happen in the real world, more and more people find out about the thing. So they rush the train, but they get rushed and then left in the tail of the train. So they become what is known as a slur in the show, as a tailie, where you live in the tail. David Diggs is the head. The head. He's the lead character of yeah. the tail. It's essentially the Chris Evans role, from my understanding, from the you know the Snowpiercer film. Yeah, basically, he's. Andrew Layton, where Chris Evans is Curtis something or other. Curtis, yeah. Don't remember. I don't yeah. know if he had a last name, but his character's name is a uh, Curtis in the film. Yeah, but it just it takes you through what they have to deal with. It goes through the different people. You find out uh, Jennifer Connelly is in charge of the train. You find out all these other kind of things, and then say about halfway through the first episode. David Diggs' character gets brought into the train, into the actual main area of the train because there was a murder. And in the past world, he was a detective. So they bring him forward because he's a detective. But he's also the leader of the tale. So he tries to get all these things to happen for the tale. All right. In exchange for him to solve this crime. Mm-hmm. And then I won't, for the people who actually want to watch it, I won't spoil who does it. But he eventually gets it all figured out and stuff. And as soon as they think they've figured it out at the end of the first season, another character appears that completely screws with anything. There's another aspect of the show comes in that makes everything severely turned on its head. The acting is great. All the people who are in it are amazing. There's certain characters that don't get padded out as well as they should because like Michael Malley's in it and I always think Michael Malley needs more screen time no matter what he does but there is a guy who I'm just going to double check his name in the show his name is Strongboy but he is an actor called Kurt Oustland and he is he is a guy who is in the tale who is basically fed built and all that stuff to be a Strongboy he's the one to fight off the stuff but he doesn't really say that much and then at a certain point he starts talking but he starts talking in Cantonese and they never really explain why he's talking in Cantonese at all because without being racist about it he's white so there's no real way that he should be talking Cantonese yeah and the, but that character is never really covered <laughs> other than being this guy who's physically fit who can hold his own in a fight and then eventually starts talking and it's it's a very confusing show but it is kind of addictive to watch because yeah, they've got I, some, I won't spoil who he is, but Sean Bean's in it at certain points. Mm-hmm. Sean Bean's always a good character. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly's a great actress in general. There's no mm-hmm. other ways to say it. David Diggs, great. Um, who is the woman that plays across from him? Because he has someone who was, who's helping him with the crime called Mickey Summer is the actress's name. Mm-hmm. But her character's name is Beth Bess, sorry. Bess. Bess Till. 
and she was before the world shut down she was like a rookie cop so them two are kind of together because they both have the same sort of training and she is very very good she's been in things like battle of the sexes american made uh, she was in something else big that i can't find I kind of get the sense of the show that there's a lot going on because from experience I can only say that like I've ever I've only saw the movie um so I've never really like seen the TV show although I do have an idea of like who Sean Bean plays I won't say just you know just to, just to be courteous and not the spoiler naming for the audience who want to get on board with the Snowpiercer TV show but um I've only ever seen the movie the show doesn't particularly like intrigue me just because I think I don't know I just have a bit of a connection with the film you know I think the film is um very good you know i've actually just because i've seen both i like both of them but both of them bring different things yeah like debatably snowpiercer the film is an action film mm-hmm. is an action relay race to be honest because mm-hmm. they each time is getting to a different point until they eventually yeah. get to the stuff i i'm trying to talk around it because it's only new but <laughs> yeah, well, certain I, things that are big car- big moments about the train in the film mm-hmm. are, are got nothing to do with the train in the show. Yeah, for the sense of it, um, it sounds like you're describing like um, you obviously you have the two settings that are similar are similar to to one another. Um, one is obviously going for like a sort of like um detective um sort of vibe, like a. Um, invest in a, like a like a sort of like um, what's what's the show of uh, CSI but on a train, and then you have like um, the film which is pretty much just like this action adventure social commentary on like you know um, cl- class warfare, and you're traveling with the characters seeing all these like new spots in the train. So when they're like, oh wow, it's a sauna in here, you're like, oh wow, there's a sauna in here. How the hell did they find a sauna on a train? This is weird. <laughs> yeah. So. That's all I really have to say with it, because it's, it's genuinely new, new, so I can't really say too much. Yeah, I would recommend big. watching both. Brilliant review there by Martin and Sean. I'll have to give that a watch as soon as possible, as it sounds great, if not better, than the original 2013 movie. We are now about halfway through our show today, with the exclusive Course Wars segment still to come. But before that, we are going to hear from Beth, who's been working for Delivery for four years, about how she finds her role as a food courier. Why did you choose Deliveroo specifically over Just Eat? Just because it, it was like new and then it was just something different and they were offering, like, it was more flexible and easier to get into. Like I've looked, I looked at Uber Eats at the time and like Just Eat and stuff but it just wasn't. So obviously you've been doing this before the events of last year which would be Covid to put a name to it. What is the major difference between before the pandemic and now? I think because it was so easy to join, there's definitely not as many orders as before. And then you're obviously having to clean more, which isn't a problem, but there's more just respect and distances and things and just little tweaks that you wouldn't have done before. But it's now normal. But again, just there's so many drivers on the road now because it's so easy to join. There's not as many. So it depends what time of day and whether it's flexible before now. It's trying to find the right times to actually get orders. Okay. So you're saying that there's a lot more people in here. Now, 
it, do you feel that's because there's not as much checks as there was? Like, when you started off, did you have to go through a checking period before you started? Or was it just Deliveroo says yes and then you start that day? Like, I done it online and then I went to George Street for an intro day and then literally started the next again day. So it is quite a quick process. As long as your background checks and things come around fine, which they're quite speedy with it, it really doesn't take long at all. So I think just with everyone losing their jobs, wanting something extra, it's just very easy to sign up and then go do your day course and then that's you on the road. Now, you were saying earlier on that it is flexible hours is why you chose Deliveroo. Yeah. Now, obviously it's flexible hours, so when it comes to it, you make your own hours for people who are watching that don't get that. What were your hours specifically? So I attended, I used to work for another company full time at the same time, but during the reason I went into it was that winter time I wouldn't get as many shifts. So it would be that I would work five days on and then three days off. So those three days off, I would try and get shifts with delivery. Or even if maybe I was like standby at home one day, which meant I didn't, couldn't really leave the house for work but then I could go do Deliveroo just once the shift had finished because I was still at home. So it would vary, but normally five, three. So I'd work three, five off to do my other job and then go back. Okay, so it was definitely a part-time job when you had rather than anything else. Now, it being a part-time job, was there any, say, discounts or benefits to working Deliveroo? Not really. There's nothing that you could work up or get kind of promotions or bonuses or anything like that. I guess what, like with doing the same area and things, like the people in the shop would kind of get to know you a little bit. So you'd get like a free juice or whatever, which was quite nice. But I think that was more the restaurant side of it than actually delivery because obviously it wasn't them giving us it. But then because of COVID that all kind of changed, but then we also got to know everyone a bit better with just going in and out and being the only ones to go in and out in fact. So when it came to you doing your 5-3, was that mostly weekdays or was it weekends? Well it alternates, so with 5-3 I found that I would, I'd work like one weekend every month and a half for it to fully rotate through the week. So that's how it would constantly be changing. But like if I did have maybe an extra day off or I was working an early shift so I had my night time free, then I would try and always work the weekends because they're busier than during the week. So it's kind of pointless to do your Monday, Tuesday because everybody gets their takeaway Friday, Saturday, Sunday or certain times of the month when it's payday. And you know that at the end of the month everyone's got money so they're going to get more takeaways. It means you're going to get more orders. But through COVID it's been a bit strange. Now, when you are doing the weekends, or whatever time a day that is for you, are you noticing any sort of like recurring themes? Like Saturday's a day where most people get chippies, or Sunday's a day where there's actually more pizzas coming out, or that kind of thing? I think it's when folk order like a main meal at like 12 o'clock on a Sunday. Because you can tell, they're rough. Like, who else orders that type of bottle? Personally, myself, it might not be for everyone, but when I'm rough, I order, like, the weirdest stuff early in the afternoon because that's probably the only time you can eat before the whole hangover hits, but you can totally tell when you go to the door whether they're hungover or not. So, that is all my questions. Thank you, again. No problem.
Quality interview there with Beth from Deliveroo giving us a good insight into the world of the Deliveroo Courier. The time is currently 11.43 and you are listening to Lockdown Extravaganza with me, Daniel Russell. We are almost at the end of our show today, but we do have one more segment, the moment you've all been waiting for, an exclusive, hilarious segment from Martin Walker's own Course Wars. It's up! And the rules for a heads up, each team gets 1 minute and 20 seconds to guess as many famous names as possible, based on the clues given to them by their teammates. You cannot say the name in any way, especially rhyming, and if you don't have any idea who it is, just say pass. Now usually, this is where I would hand out cards to our teams, but since we're still on lockdown, producer Marty will send the guessers the names through Zoom. Ryan and Alex, have you decided who's doing what? Well, I'm not gonna lie, I'm absolutely horrendous at describing stuff, so... You wanna, I'll you wanna go do describing, I'll go describing. Yeah. Yep, so Ryan, you're doing the describing, and Alex, you're doing the guessing. So, we'll get Marty, producer Marty, he will send over the names to both teams. Not taking your time, Ryan. He's just, yeah, he's... Should be ready for this, you know? Can he get the staff? <laughs> Body shocking, honestly. <laughs> oh, there we go, there we go. Right, so what we're gonna do is... Since Ryan and Alex are trailing, you guys get to go first. Wait, can, okay. I, ask, can I ask a question? You can. You, can you can you say who someone's played? Like, if it's an actor, can you go like, oh, they played so-and-so? That's yeah, I can't see why not. Can't Is that fine? Yeah. All right. I've yeah. I, 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 I just forgotten how uh, a basic game works. All you can't say is their name, their surname, or anything that rhymes with their name. So, okay. Uh, Ryan and Alex, now you're ready to go. Okay. Um, Ross from Friends. Oh, that's Joe Schwimmer. Close. Different first name. Right. Oh, God. The Joseph Schwimmer. No. No. Same name. Pass. Pass, right. Um, very popular YouTuber, fought uh, another YouTuber, and he's in the Sidemen boxing match. Is this Aaron Paul? No. Jake Paul. That's the guy from Breaking Bad. No. Jake Paul. Um, no, no. You're, but you're on the right track. Just, it's the, the, the opponent. No, it's the opponent. Oh, KSI. KSI, yeah, that's it. Um, okay, and the person who fought KSI? Logan Paul. Yep, that's it. Um, most subscribed YouTuber in the world. PewDiePie. Yep. Uh, Ant-Man. Oh god, what's his name again? How could... Paul Rudd. Yep, that's it. Um, Katniss from The Hunger Games. Oh, that's um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hosted QI for ages. Stephen Fry? Comedian. Yep, that's it. Uh, Carpool Karaoke. Oh, that's... Um... Oh god, that's James Corden. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not trying. Uh, she was Rose on Doctor Who, the the first Dylan? companion. No, no, no. It was back oh, like yeah, David yeah, Tennant. Yeah. One of the best radio shows out there. If you like what you heard, then Course Wars is back next month here on Lockdown Extravaganza. But unfortunately, that is the end of today's shows. I really hope you've enjoyed. Thank you for Martin Walker for those brilliant interviews. I have been Daniel Russell. Goodbye.